Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the astrological sign of Scorpio. Today's show will focus on Sagittarius. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, stars, and symbols And all of the above Myth, Tarot, Love Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I am Biddy, your classist. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everyone. Hi. We got Sagittarius today. Yeah. So, actually, I don't think I told you this last month. I thought it was Sagittarius in my brain. I was all pumped, and then it wasn't. Oh. <laughs> well, you can always know when Sagittarius is coming along because there's normally a whole lot of parties. Oh, okay. All right. There's a whole lot of parties That's that happen true. in the time of Sagittarius. There's a whole lot of different holidays. Yeah. In December of many different cultures, all just celebrating. And I feel like that energy is very much um, like embodied in the Sagittarius. Hmm. Are Sagittarii very, <laughs> are they like partiers? That's a good question. Uh, well, I think that Sagittarius can very much be like the life of the party because okay. they tend to be very enthusiastic, um, like cheerful type of people, mm-hmm. but they're also fiercely independent, mm. right? So uh, they they love they love anything that strikes their curiosity. So you know, going to a party is a great way to get new ideas, meeting people, and like Sagittarius like. They go big. Hmm. They, when, when, whenever they do anything, it's always like doing it big. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that's, that's the main idea. And I think that's probably because uh, Sagittarius is ruled by the planet Jupiter. Okay. Big guy. Big guy. Big planet. Yeah, big planet. Yeah. Uh, and Jupiter is, uh, in, in a person's chart, Jupiter tends to represent luck. Okay. And also expansion. Yeah. So uh, wherever Jupiter appears in a person's chart is normally like, it's kind of saying this thing is going to expand. This thing is is getting bigger, right? So, um, like, can you give an example? Yeah. So let's say you have Jupiter in your house of like home and finances, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which rules Cancer, by the way. Uh, so let's say you have Jupiter in that house. Well, that means that uh, your your finances are very are are kind of blessed by Jupiter um and it's going to cause you that area big, of your yeah it's going to cause that yeah. area of your life to expand okay. and uh you'll have some luck in that area so makes me want to look at my chart to see where my Jupiter <laughs> is now <laughs> oh oh i think your Jupiter uh actually was in Aries for you okay what right does that mean? um well it means that you get big big anger <laughs> oh so you mean yesterday and today yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right, because you yeah. joked that we, that was my thunder bitty. Yeah, that was your thunder bitty, the Jupiter um, in Aries in your chart. I was like, oh, wow. You're like, it's actually in here. You're right. And it was now conjunct with your Mars as well. And I was like, oh, wow, There, there's the thunder. I see the thunder right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have an ongoing joke um, because when Biddy, like Biddy's just the cutest person, <laughs> she's she's like very sweet and um, and loving, and then all of a sudden, um, like something will piss her off, yeah, and it pisses her off, yeah. like 
to the max and everyone cowers in fear and we're like how is this happening and she's like five feet tall <laughs> and every and like people who are above six feet are cowering in fear yeah, it's pretty funny actually yeah. <laughs> like in retrospect uh not at the time <laughs> to me but yeah to you no, yeah, yeah well, not to anybody else yeah i like it yeah. it's your power it's your your thunderous power exactly yeah i have a little bit of jupiter in me yeah, Jupiter and Aries conjunct with Mars. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good stuff there. Anyway, yeah, so that's that's kind of um, how we interpret Jupiter in a person's chart. Okay. But Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. Mm-hmm. So Sagittarians should pay extra attention to where Jupiter appears in their chart because it'll tend to have a little bit more of a strong influence on them since it does rule them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Sagittarius are a bit of an enigma of a of a person. Like I feel like every person yes, yeah. has kind of their their duality about them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but here is uh, a description of the duality that is the Sagittarius. They are often known as the adventurer, the philosopher, mm-hmm. the dream chasers. Mm-hmm. Not not so much the dreamers. They're very much like action type folk. Um, and so they, more swordsy. Of like yeah, the yeah. Oh man, if I were to if I were to link Sagittarius with, um, with actual cards, I would say like Queen of Swords, but also the Hermit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So you've got like, yeah, I'm gonna go after this. I'm gonna do things my own way, and they're trailblazers, and they inspire others just by you know going for it. And then they're also like, I'm going to go inward and like explore the depths of my mind to the mm. max and um you know release all my attachments and etc cetera, etc cetera. reaching enlightenment maybe <laughs> like uh def- that's definitely all things that interest the Sagittarius cuz uh they're very much uh they they hate being limited mm. right they hate being confined or held back tied down if you will uh they're definitely they they love to push boundaries in a nutshell um so sometimes they're also called they're also described as being very childlike not childish although i'm sure that some unhealthy sagittarius out there Mm -hmm. could also be childish but aren't we all in our in our our downtime right um so yeah they they can be very childlike um where they're just super curious asking a whole bunch of questions and they just kind of tell it like it is um, and they don't necessarily always understand how they're uh, questioning and or just like honest, pure honesty um, might be interpreted. And sometimes it is interpreted very poorly. Um, I remember reading once that Sagittarius is born with their foot in their mouth, <laughs> uh, where they just like say stuff and everyone in the room just like freezes and it's very tense and the Sagittarius is like, what? What did I do? It's so, true. <laughs> I'm laughing because of our mutual friend Sagittarius that has done this several times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it's so endearing. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I'm a Leo and I'm like, yeah, tell it how like it is. I can take it. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, they're enthusiastic. You'll find them laughing. You'll find them being independent and just like saying things that are a little a little odd but philosophical and deep mm-hmm. 
So sometimes uh, a good way of understanding a sign is also to look at its opposite, right? So the opposite of, of Sagittarius is actually Gemini. Okay. So Gemini is all about making connections between people and ideas, and they're very tactful. They're they're, you know, they they'll they want to phrase things in just the right way so it'll be interpreted. But sometimes they'll bend the truth a little. Sagittarius is very much the opposite of that, where they will not bend the truth at all. They'll just say it exactly like they see it. Um, who cares if people are hurt? You know, um, it's their fault, right? Uh, and then. Uh, but they also really like breaking into new ideas rather than making connections between existing ones. Um, and they don't necessarily care if what they're saying is understood even, right? Like, I'm sure that, you know, they want to be understood and like ideally and have people um, like really value their ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also just want to go beyond their limitations, beyond understanding and, uh, you know, that... It's very different from the Gemini who values communication above all, Mm. right? Uh, They also tend to be very physical. I think I mentioned this briefly, but they're very physical. Uh, They love anything outdoorsy. Mm. Um, Sagittarius tend to really be drawn to like forested areas or Mm. hiking. archery and horses of course (laughs) is that is Sagittarius no it's not an earth sign no it's a fire sign okay yeah Sagittarius is a mutable fire sign the last sign of the fall Mm -hmm. signs right Mm -hmm. so yes we're still in fall even though it sometimes feel like feels like it's winter already with all those Christmas shenanigans happening in stores. Well, I think that mixed with the snow that we recently got as well, it really makes it feel like it. we're yeah. in full-on winter. Yeah, we got snowed on hard yeah. early this year, yeah. and it feels like Christmas everywhere. Which I do not. <laughs> I, I'm just like, nope, not yet, not yet. It's yeah. December. <laughs> You're like blinders on. Totally, uh, yeah. Hands in your ears, la, mm-hmm. la, la. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because... Yeah, like you said, you know, we have all these parties and things this time of year. And, like, mm-hmm. literally within the last week, I have, like, four different things. And now, all of a sudden, like, just, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Like December is just crazy banana pants. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Introverts cower in fear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, normally, by the end of December, I'm just, like, an introverted pile of mush. And yes. <laughs> just, yeah. But exactly. it's, uh. Yeah, um, December gets full up of, of parties very quickly, and it just flies by. Uh, Sagittarius feels like a really fast sign to me. Hmm. Very fast-moving, a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense with mm-hmm. with its sign. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. With it, yeah. Um, like, I would say the, the biggest values of Sagittarius is freedom and fun, hmm. right? Just mm-hmm. being free, feeling fun. Um yeah, just cool. look going going beyond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I was well, I have some like just... notes over here about like the the romantic tendencies of Sagittarius, but I haven't really gone into that in any of the other signs. You can if you want, go for it. All right, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna throw some things out there. Like they're very physical people. Um, they very much also enjoy like the physical side of relationships. Um, like they want someone who is basically they want someone that they can 
talk with forever uh, and never run out of topics because the worst thing you can do is bore a Sagittarius. Mm. If, uh, if, if you run out of topics with them, they're bored of you and that's it, <laughs> right? Uh, but they also really want to explore like the romance side as well and just like try new positions. Uh, and maybe also in their innocence, they think that all problems can be solved with sex. That mm. that might be a little bit of a hiccup there. A little bit. <laughs> just a yeah. little bit. But yeah, uh, I think they might know it, but like there might be that side of them where like, oh yeah, everything's good now. Everything's fine. It's fine. We had sex. It's good. <laughs> And you're yeah. like, no, there's all these other yeah. parts that's of the relationship. Uh, that's not really uh, how you solve all your problems. No, no unfortunately. Mm-mm. If only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're they're represented by the centaur. Uh, where, where does that come from, Biddy? Uh, classics. No kidding. <laughs> oh, Greece? doesn't it all? <laughs> it literally does. Yes. And actually, it's funny that you mentioned that um, not talking about that aspect for the other signs. Mm-hmm. I realized this past month, too, that, you know, we're talking about... Um, the planets that influence these signs and they are all pretty much gods and goddesses and do I even think about talking about that? Nope. (laughs) Well, like Jupiter. Who's Jupiter? (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, oh my goodness, how could I have not even thought about that? Um, Well, like we're trying to fit it all in half an hour. That's also true, but I'm like, how? (laughs) I didn't even occur to me. Anyway, so Jupiter... Is basically the equivalent of is so Jupiter is the Roman um, king of the gods. Just it's mm-hmm. very it's similar to Zeus. Yeah, so he's like the Roman version so, of Zeus. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. The, the he one is, who seduces all women by uh, transforming. See, this is the thing. Like they are like we do say. Oh, you know, Jupiter is Zeus and Juno is Hera and yeah. Minerva is Athena. But really, they they are different. And the Ooh. Romans did see their gods in a slightly different way. I just thought of something. Mm-hmm. Jupiter is Zeus, yeah. and June is named after Juno, yeah. which is Hera, and Zeus and Hera are together, and Juno is um, the, the month of Gemini. Okay. And I was just like, whoa, they're opposite each other. Oh, okay. I understand. <laughs> and he gave me this like look oh, of like, like you okay. crazy. Like that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jupiter, king of the gods, and yeah, yeah, cool. And the sky and lightning. And I heard of him. I heard of that. Zeus he's a guy. guy. I heard he's, of him. He's one. He's, he's a person. Been, he's been in a few stories. Oh, one or two. One or two. At, least, at least one. At least What's two. interesting, he's not really in this one today. So, like you said, yeah. Sagittarius, I think most people know, is a centaur, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Horse people. A half horse, <laughs> half, half men, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, the bottom half. Is the horsey part. Yep. Top half, like torso, head, arms, that sort of thing. Yeah. The man part. Do not look online for versions of the opposite. They look weird and scary. (laughs) Do not recommend that. Um, They, we have talked about centaurs before um, with the myth of the lapiths and the centaurs. I meant to look back to see which episode that was, and I kind of forget. Right. But we definitely talked about them. Um, And really, centaurs are normally depicted are used in stories um, to be depicted as the other or as the cha- like the form of chaos mm-hmm. um, or barbarism as opposed to civilization and, and order. They're the yeah. uncivilized. The wild ones. Yeah, exactly. They're not, they don't hold their liquor well. And 
they, they're they, not, not ones that you want to invite to your parties. And, they go crazy and maybe they, murder people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, not the best reputation, except for one. There was one centaur that um, is was more accepted by um, Greeks, and that's Chiron. Mm-hmm. So that's who I'm going to um, discuss today. So he was a little different. His parentage was not the same as the other centaurs. So his father was the um, Titan Kronos. Again, oh, we've talked. About we've heard him. about him. Heard about him. This is Zeus's dad. Yeah. Um, not uh, not not the nicest Titan. Not the nicest. He's the one that ate all of his children. Yeah. 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 And then threw them back up. Did he eat Chiron too? No. Okay. So I should, sorry. He ate all of his children with his wife, Rhea. Okay. Um, because those are like his legitimate children and those are the ones that could have overthrown him. He ate only his legitimate children. Only his legitimate he- children. Um, his child with the nymph, um, Flyra? Yeah. She, that is where Chiron comes from. So oh. the reason why he is half um, horse is because, I think I mentioned this before, but um, Kronos can turn himself into a horse. He's a shapeshifter. Oh. So that's why his um, sons have that ability too, especially Zeus. We've seen, again, talked about him. Yeah, they're all Turning into a whole bunch of different animals. Yeah. Um, and then Poseidon as well. He specifically also turns into a horse. So yeah, I thought horses were associated with Poseidon. They are. They are. Okay. But also, Cron- but, like, but because he got that that aspect from his father, Cronus. Cool. He inherited it exactly. Which we see we see that happening quite a bit. Um, yeah. Children of God, you know, inheriting certain aspects. Um, so again, Chiron um, inherited that aspect. So he was again very different from the other centaurs in that he was gentle, he was wise, he was a skilled musician. Obviously, also skilled with a bow and arrow, which yeah. we see in the representation of Sagittarius. Oh, the bow and arrow is huge mm-hmm. in Sagittarius. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also really good with medicine, and um, I think most people have heard of him because he. He was the teacher of many famous heroes um, and kind of half gods. So he's also the teacher of Asclepius. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I did talk about him before too. He's the son of Apollo and he was god of medicine. Oh yeah, yeah. And also he's also the teacher of Achilles and Jason. And so all of these great mythical heroes also has something Things to do with Heracles. I think he was like depicted as a fawn in the Disney movie mm-hmm. Hercules, <laughs> as a satyr. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Does that bother you? Is that a one little. Of the, is that one of the many things that causes rage? Yeah. <laughs> during yeah I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie for many reasons, but also there are many things that are just very inaccurate, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's one of those things. Like, should I just take like? record myself watching that movie and just throw it up one day because oh man um <laughs> i would watch that i'd watch that he listened that to that video right? reacts to mm-hmm. hercules there we go disney's hercules well now yeah. that disney plus is out and we can we can watch, watch them all them all again including <laughs> that one um but yeah no i don't know why they made him a satyr it's it's or maybe yeah i don't know Anyways. yeah i don't know maybe they thought he was like funnier looking that way Maybe, yeah. It's like horses. It's more childish. He's yeah. smaller. I, yeah. Like horses have such grandeur and majesty to them, right? It's it's hard to laugh at a horse. 
Or the half horse. Or yeah, it's hard to laugh at a, a centaur, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess satyrs, yeah, you can laugh at them. I mean, that's where we get the word satire from. Like there used to be satyr plays. So at mm-hmm. so when they would That's where we get the word satire from? Yeah, it's from, from the satyr plays. So so essentially when there was and this is a, a sidetrack now, but Ooh. Greek drama, they would have four tragic plays in a, or sorry three tragic plays in a row and followed by a satyr play so basically you have these three really like epic tragic dramas and then we're like okay we need to end off with a laugh <laughs> and so they were funny they were comical oh my gosh yeah. i my mind is blown that's that's my mind blown for the there day you go. There's yeah, right your, there your satyr back to the day that's where satire comes from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um back to chiron yeah so um Again, he helped many heroes out um, on their adventures, but mostly just to, to raise them uh, to be the good good heroes that they are, to yeah. gain chaos and glory. Um, he did help sometimes, though, and on one of Heracles' labors, um, things didn't quite go according to plan. A brawl kind of erupted, and Heracles um, hit or grazed accidentally with his arrow, Chiron. Now, this normally wouldn't be an issue, except that this happened after he killed the, um, what was it, Linaren, the Hydra, essentially. Yeah. And he dipped all of his arrowheads in the Hydra's <gasps> blood, which is very poisonous. Oh, no. He killed his teacher. Well, he didn't kill his teacher because Chiron, unlike the other centaurs, wasn't immortal. Oh, so, so he can't die. Yeah. So he was in excruciating pain because he was immortal and he couldn't die. But with this poison, he was in a lot of pain. So this is where the myth kind of gets a little fishy. Yeah. Um, apparently what they did was they went to Prometheus and Prometheus took his immortality, Chiron's immortality from him which allowed him either to then, I guess, pass on at that point, mm-hmm. or, again, timelines are kind of off, or he continued living until he did pass away kind of naturally. Um, this is when Prometheus was... Um, like, before like he was tied, tied up. No, no, this is while he was tied oh. up. So, essentially, because so Heracles he, was the one to help him escape, to get yeah. out. So... This is where it gets a little weird because Prometheus is also a titan. So it's like, well, why wouldn't Prometheus be immortal already? Yeah. So this is where it gets kind of a little odd and awkward in my mind. But either so way. Like Prometheus stole Chiron's immortality. Yeah, so which that, helped him in this so situation. So could die and not be in pain anymore. Yeah, that's that's my understanding. That's I really could be sad. wrong. This it's, is my like warning yeah, on that one. sad. Um, and then it seems as though Zeus, because he helped... Heracles then um, again lifted, turned him into the constellation, um, constellation that we yeah. have now. And what's in, what I found out today is interesting is that um, he that said like that the um, constellation he's again stringing kind of his bow and arrow and it's pointing mm-hmm. towards the heart of Scorpio. Ooh. So that Scorpio can't get back and cause wreak havoc, cause any more harm. <laughs> so Sagittarius yeah. is. Still guarding mm-hmm. us from Scorpio. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I think it's interesting because Sagittarius and Scorpio both value honesty so much, mm. um, but kind of in different ways. Sagittarius is more like blunt honesty everywhere, 
just gonna mm. honest I'm just gonna be honest all over you right <laughs> and Scorpio is like I will be honest but only when it really matters uh, <laughs> and then yeah. and then you will then be you de- attack <laughs> then you will be defeated by my honesty <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah so yeah so that is all that I have about Chiron but he's, a, yeah. he's an interesting figure he is. Um, I think it's interesting that he was so set apart from the other centaurs, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that that is the one that is representing Sagittarius. So mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe that's a bit of where the idea of Sagittarius as being independent comes from. Could be. Yeah. Sagittarius also makes really great teachers because, mm-hmm. you know, exploring the mind and all that. Yeah. All that business. Yeah. Do you have a spread for us this yes. month? Yes, I do. Um, so Sagittarius is uh, very much loving of travel in general. And uh, a lot of times um, tarot readers will be approached by people who are intending to go on a journey of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Or intending to go traveling. Um, so actually this happened to me this month uh, where someone came to me and was like, Hey, I'm going on a travel excursion and I was like wow uh, I don't have anything specifically <laughs> for travel and I came up with kind of a makeshift um, version of the spread that I worked on this month and then developed into the Sagittarius spread um, and it's I'm calling it the Sagittarius adventure spread <laughs> because adventure awaits um, <laughs> Yeah, so it is six cards long, and the symbol of Sagittarius is the arrow, Mm -hmm. actually. And what I really like about the way the symbol is, is that it's pointing towards um, the upper right, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah, going forward, like we Mm -hmm. saw with the other tarot cards. Exactly. And I think the fact that it's pointing upwards and to like towards the Mm -hmm. future um, is also interesting because of how enthusiastic Sagittarius tends to be, right? So the first card uh, is the Traveler, and then that card is crossed with their journey. So this is kind of taking a lot from the um, the Celtic cross spread that I like to use as my, my main go-to whenever um, I am giving a tarot reading to someone. Um, and but then I kind of diverge from it a little bit to go more specifically for things that people are going to encounter in travel, right? So when we're traveling, there's always risks and rewards. So the next card is the risk, and I also would encompass this to mean like dangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so this card would be um, whatever kind of dangers that or messages or like warnings, a warning, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any warnings that might come to you from uh, from your guides. And then, of course, there's the reward. Is it worth it? Right? So this way you can kind of see what's on the table and uh, decide if you still want to proceed with, with this. Um, finally, you end with the lessons learned. Because we're always learning. Mm-hmm. But especially in Sagittarius energy, um, it's very much a time for learning as well as an overall impression of the trip. So that's card number six is a conclusion. And I do like leaving um, leaving spreads with a conclusion card because it gives you kind of almost like a final message that can... Um, I guess sum up. Yeah, just uh, summarize yeah. what to think of it, right? It can also give you a sort of mantra to have on mm-hmm. your journey. So... Uh, that final conclusion card I find to be very important because it's sometimes difficult to think of like 
all of the messages that have to be told to you and you don't necessarily want to only be focusing on the risk or the reward. Uh, so the conclusion card I find is, is a nice way to summarize everything and um, keep that message to heart. Yep, that sounds lovely. Yeah, I uh, I've already used this spread a couple times um, since I've made it, and I find it to be pretty good. I think this is going to be one of my go-to ones uh, from now on. I also really enjoy the Gemini spread. I keep using that one, <laughs> and the Cancer spread. Like I, I find like it depends on the person and, and oh, of course. what they need of and course. the situation. Yeah, well, definitely next time I go on a trip. Yeah. Or somewhere I will do that spread. Exactly. Uh, just it's nice to have um, some good information. In fact, I really wish I had done this spread for myself when I went on my most recent trip, and then maybe uh, we would have <laughs> been a little bit more aware of our flight being canceled and almost missing our trip entirely. That uh... <laughs> well, is is there a card specifically for missing your flight? Uh, there's cards for like. Um, for like ill planning and like there's okay. there's cards yeah, that could yeah. kind of encompass the spirit of it is yeah. like or saying like you need to plan better or you know <laughs> uh hey uh you or like if you get the judgment card it's like things will go exactly as like it i would say like judgment card is can either be good or bad it's like things well, will go exactly <laughs> as you planned right it's like uh-huh. did you plan oh did you plan properly <laughs> did you plan properly it's gonna go the way that you yeah planned it. so okay, that, I see. but that one's almost like a tongue-in-cheek card yeah. it's like i'm not really telling you whereas yeah. like if you get more of a like a five of wands or a five of swords you're like oh there's gonna be some issues here <laughs> like mm, i see yeah yeah um, yeah, it. so there, there's definitely ways of uh, receiving messages and, mm-hmm. and chaotic messages in the in the cards. Um, yeah. Although I would say it has like you also have to use the other cards to kind of get a feeling for what how to interpret those messages, right? Mm-hmm. And there's definitely sometimes as well where I'll be reading a card and like I know that there's nothing specific in the card, but as soon as I saw the card, I get like a. It's almost like I get a. a I get in the gut reaction. Like, yeah, or... like I get a gut reaction, or there'll be like suddenly a word will come to mind. It'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, this card has to do about this, mm-hmm. right? And it's and once again, like cards are me- like the cards are meant to be tools, yep. um, to just kind of inspire your own in- intuition mm-hmm. that everybody has. Everybody's got that, right? Um, and sometimes you can look through the cards and they'll, um, just yeah inspire that message that you actually do need to hear um yeah good well speaking of messages i just wanted to say really quickly thank you um for those of you who have left reviews for us on itunes and on the different platforms we really appreciate your message and we appreciate you taking your time uh, to do that for us that's really awesome yes thank you so much and thank you so much to our patreon mm-hmm. patrons mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. And someone, I forgot to mention to you, but also I was thinking <laughs> we should do this. So for our spreads, because we've just been putting them up on Facebook, I think we should put them up on Patreon as well. Oh. So that yeah, everyone can makes see sense. them. Yeah. yeah. All right. So check out our Patreon for some spreads that are going to be there in the near future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hurrah. Yay. <laughs> Um, our words of wisdom today come from a Sagittarius, a very famous Sagittarius known as Walt Disney. Um, he is very well known for uh, 
some some sort of movies, I think. I don't know well, if you've ever heard know. of it. I think we've mentioned Disney like three times this podcast. I know, I don't know. I know. <laughs> Oops. Uh, anyway, uh, I was looking up quotes by him, and almost everything he said just reminded me of Sagittarius in general. But this one especially struck me as like super Sagittarius and also just good good words of wisdom. So here we go. Why worry? If you've done the very best you can, then worrying won't make it any better. Myth and tarot. Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, stars, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth, tarot. 